everyone and welcome to another episode of Black Girl Brunch. My name is Iman. And I'm Sabria. And we are back with another fun-full episode of Black Girl Brunch. Guess who's back in the house? I'm like, wow. Purr, purr, purr. Um, it's, I don't remember what has happened in the week. Oh, I know. We went on a vegan food tour on Friday. We did a mini little vegan food tour, and we got to see one of our good Judies and a friend of the show. Her. Shouts to Jerome. Yes. We, we love you. It was so great to see you and have wow. dinner. Um, yes, it was so and fun. Then, and also, um, on Sunday, we got to see my cousins. Yes. There was a surprise party for... Um, our lovely Gemini, uh, Sean. Um, so it was just nice to get together and have a party. Like, Ro cooked the hell out of some vegan food. Like, damn, that food was good. Like, That's my that food, I've been thinking about it since. Like, wow. <clears throat> Yesterday we had off, you know, it was a holiday weekend. Um, today I started a new job. So congratulations, Miss Girl. Thank you. Thank you. You know, it's just a lot happening. Um, I definitely feel like um, I was way too comfortable for some time, but uh, shit, the, t- the table has been shook and I'll, I'll, I'll just leave it there. <laughs> so um, let's get into our fade four. Like, let's not even waste no time with it. So our fade four for this week, four rules for hot girl summer. And you go first. Okay. So number one, number one is don't be scared of anything. Don't approach something with fear. And I'm talking to myself. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, just so we're clear. Just so we're clear. I'm talking about myself. Like, don't approach something with fear because I feel like that will, like, you know, put negative energy out. And also, like, you will feel uh, scared. Number two, again, talking to myself, no lying. I Mm. personally tend to lie to myself. (laughs) (laughs) Happens. I don't lie to anybody but myself, like, honestly. Um, So no lying. Like, to be a full hot girl, you have to live in your truth. So don't lie. Number three. Yeah, seriously, you got to be honest. Like, who's going to beat your ass for being honest? Don't answer that. True. Because I'd be scared. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, number three, I had to say, have fun at, by any, uh, by any means. Um, and meaning that is, I know a lot of people have, you know, for instance, Iman started a new job. If you're like me, you're looking for a job and, you know, and, um, you know, looking for jobs, start new jobs, you might feel like burnt out and like, when you get back on that nine to five schedule and you might not feel like, oh, like after work, I don't want to do X, Y, Z, do it. Do it. I'm sorry. Y'all got to go out there. You got to do it. Yeah. Because life is really too short. Too short. You don't know the next time you will see a certain person. Like, just do it. Even if you tired, if you fall asleep in the club, so what? That's a story. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like you just got to do it. Find the energy. Exactly. And number four, put yourself first. This is another one I'm talking to myself, and it's very hard. Um, But, like, work on yourself. Like, for instance, right now, I'm going to the gym. 
Um, I'm looking for jobs and stuff like that. And like, it's getting very hard, but I'm still putting myself first. I'm doing things no matter what, like for instance, um, today I did not feel like going to the gym. Like my, it, like I was having like such bad anxiety that it felt like it was literally attacking my body. Mm. So I just laid down for a little bit, walked Rocco, and then I went to the gym. And when I went to the gym, I felt really, really good. Like I felt so good. That's what I'm saying. You never regret like, it. You I never regret, regret it. it. You I never just regret it. That moment to just lay down. Like I was like, all right, I'm gonna just lay down here and then I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna do it. And what's been really helping me, for instance, um, is always having workout clothes clean. And if you know, if you go to the gym, you know you are constantly washing clothes. Yeah, like exactly. You you day. can't get that's something you can't get two bears out of and you can't leave it just sitting in a hamper it, because it's sweaty. Yeah, exactly. If, if you did what you needed to do, it's sweaty. <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> Me personally, I have been like for instance, I have clean gym clothes for tomorrow and the next day, um, and I think the next day too. But once all my stuff is dirty on that day, no matter how tired I am, wherever, I'm washing it, period. I'm washing my socks, everything. So all I have to do is put it on and the hardest part is getting there. And That's the I, hardest part. It's the hardest part. As soon as you get there, you like, you know what? This was a good idea. There's not one time you you fit the gym into a busy day and then be like, <clears throat> damn, I wish I wouldn't have I wish I would have skipped the gym. <clears throat> yeah. You're never gonna say that to yourself. Exactly. So um, yeah, so I'm I put myself first and I know what I want and I I feel like I'm I'm in a mood to fight for it. Period. I love that energy. I'm in the mood to fight for it. I'm about to get that tattooed on my forehead. <laughs> um, so for me, rules of hot girl summer. The first one is don't try to get revenge. You know what I mean? Live your life for you. I feel like a lot of people, like they be doing stuff to be like, all right, watch, I'm a shit on all the people who shit on me. But the thing is, it's like, don't even waste your energy like that. Do good for yourself. Get the body for you. Get the money for you. Get everything for you because I promise you grind harder when you do things for yourself. Like you shine brighter when you do things for yourself. And not to be petty, but the people who, you know, did you dirty, they'll just, they're going to watch regardless. So it's like, just, but don't make your growth be focused around other people. Um, I hear a lot of talk about like revenge bodies. Like when somebody break up with you, that's not sustainable. It's not healthy to get in the gym or to do something because of a hater. Like why mm -hmm. give them that energy? Like, exactly. I don't even, yeah, I don't think about that. No, no. Once somebody do you wrong, like pour back into yourself. Once life knocks you down, pour back into yourself. Like I always say, like, I'm not going to, I don't do it for the gram. I let the gram see what I'm doing. And that's just how I feel about life. Like, I don't do anything for anybody. But if you'd like to watch, you can. Like, that's that's all I really got for you. Mm -hmm. Um, Get your money up, right? Like, listen, it, it's hard out here. Like, it's, yeah, it's definitely important to hustle and stuff like that. But get your money focused because, you know, we about to come out of the economic crisis, but things are going to be weird for a little bit, like inflation, all these things. And I know for me, sometimes I really do think about financial stability and being at a point in my life where this podcast is my income and I don't have to work. But listen, 
that's tomorrow. Today, I have to work. So sometimes you just got to suck it up, get your money up, do that job, get your hustle on, and one day you won't be there anymore. But this summer, get your money up because it's impossible sometimes to have fun without money. Like sometimes you can have fun with money, but I have a hard time having fun without it. So just get your, get your cash and Same. do what you got to do. Um, Get some sun. Like seriously, some of us um don't live in places where it's sunny all year round. So now that it is sunny, it's really important to just take advantage of it. Go sit outside if it's on your steps. You don't have to do anything. Like go go let the window up, get some fresh air, but the sun is my friend and it saved me through the pandemic because I walked through the park so much and it just makes me happy to get out there. Like if you work from home, Yo, I don't care how many meetings you got. Find 20 minutes to go take you a walk. Like, it's it's so important. It can actually make you more productive to just take the time. And finally, live. You know, like, we're about to get to that point where the world seems as though it's going to be opening up again. Um, I'm Depending on if you're vaccinated or not, depending on your health, you may feel, like, more comfortable. And I think this year has taught us that our, like, our who we're connected to means the most to us. So get from behind the screen and go outside. Like if you awkward, like start talking, you know what I mean? Just start talking. It's, it's really not that much that can happen to you. I think a lot of us, we make things worse in our head. Like things is just so rough. Like I'm going to speak to these people. They're not going to speak to me back or I'm going to go out here and dance and it's going to be awkward. I used to have those little barriers up and then I'm starting to notice that don't even really be giving a fuck about me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't be even care. Or if you like, you start a new job. I used to be so shy when I started a new job because I come, I come from a culture where you don't want to come off as quote unquote Joe. You don't want to be too overly excited because that's like frowned upon. But to be honest with you, like the world is not the hood, especially your job. And in order to get ahead, you have to be friendly. You have to be nice. You have to network. You and have to be Hi, guys. Oh my God. I'll be cracking <laughs> jokes. I'll be like, Haha. well, I, uh, camera's <laughs> off. <laughs> I be cracking fucking jokes. I become a stand-up comedian. But seriously, like, just open up, come out of your shell, and, you know, just just be friendly. I promise uh, half the people that you're nervous about, they probably nervous too. So just live your life. Date. That's so true. Kiss somebody. Do something. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just do something. Like, just kiss somebody. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, that's it for Faye for this week. That was really refreshing. And, again, <laughs> I was talking to myself, especially with the kiss somebody part. But <laughs> it is what it is. Those are the rules for Hot Girl Summer. Um, Let's get in to Toast for a Sis, all right? So, sorry. Okay, cool. So, yeah, so we are giving a toast to the mayor of Chicago, which I did not know this was her name. Um, Lori Lightfoot? <laughs> yeah, Lori Lightfoot sound like a character off the... Gilmore Girls. Fucking Lazy Town or something. <laughs> like, Lori Lightfoot definitely sounds like um an animated character's name. Well, look at her. True. I, I, <laughs> fuck, I fuck with Lori Lightfoot. I'm sure if I lived in Chicago, I would probably have some criticisms and things like that. But at the end of the day, she is Chicago's first black um, female and openly gay mayor. So, you know, there's a lot of history there. And she, she, she gets a lot of shit. Shout so out right, to the old dykes. Per, per. Um, so right <laughs> now, uh, she's being sued for limiting her interviews to... Um, reporters of color me a lot of now she's being sued but we agree i don't think she's wrong at all (laughs) so 
Because white people be asking, like, they be asking questions that you be like, excuse me? Hello? And, and listen, she she pretty much said that the reason why she's limiting, she's limiting um people, journalists, from being at her inaugural, like the second um, anniversary is because in most rooms, they're overwhelmingly white. So it's just, to me, I be feeling like white people have some nerve. They have nothing to say when there's nobody brown in the exactly. room. Exactly. Because, like- all because someone didn't say it. So it was like, okay, cool. So institutional racism is okay because white people have not said, I only want white people in this room. The problem comes in when people actually intentionally say what they're going to do. Exactly. Per. Like, so I'm just like, anyway, Lori, I think that you on to something uh, with only like talking to black people um, or people of color. Like, I just don't think it's wrong. Like, I just don't think it's wrong. Exactly and she didn't say forever. She literally said for this occasion, for yeah. her second anniversary in office, she only wanted to talk to, to, to the blacks. Exactly. And-, and it's like sometimes they don't get us. You know, mm-hmm. and like I said, they sometimes they ask questions that is just like very invasive or like questions that's just like, like, for instance, like, how do you get your hair like that? Like, what the hell do they have to do with damn, anything? What the damn city? What do I got to do with the city? Yeah, like also, they'll say stuff like that. And also, it's just like even when they're asking normal questions, it still feels awkward as a black woman to walk into a room and stare at people, a wave of people who don't look like you, especially in a city like Chicago. Exactly. You know that's not a true representation of the city. So it's like, why is like, I think that people need to just do a better job of saying, oh, this isn't normal. Mm-hmm. You know, this isn't normal. But again, as soon as you do it reverse for one occasion, white people want to pull out the lawsuits. So it's just, it's crazy to me. But shouts to Lori. Again, she's, <laughs> you're not wrong. It's just not wrong at all. Period. I feel like that's how it should be with some things. <laughs> Most things. <laughs> um, Let's get into tea time. Let's drink some tea. Let's drink some tea. Hibiscus tea. Ooh. Herbal tea. Okay. Slurp, slurp, slurp huh? that tea. Whoa. Did you just say slurp? <laughs> that tea. Okay. Um, <laughs> slurp it up, ladies. Um, so Patrick Starr, speaking of slurp, Patrick Starr is <laughs> about to start his own show. Sorry, that was confusing. I know I wrote that down, but doing you hearing you say Patrick Starr, I'm thinking of the beauty guru. Why That's would he what go, I was thinking, Sabrina. Why would like, he go? Why would he? make that I know his real name is Patrick but like that he's very I'm gonna say he's very confident because ain't no way that I would be going with that name knowing how like I'm sorry he's very confident (laughs) that's all I'm gonna say yeah I'm I wouldn't have done it because Patrick is just not somebody I want to be compared to not Patrick from Spongebob like come on Oh my God! It's there's a lot going on. I'm looking at the cast of, of Patrick. <laughs> I show. hate it. I saw a trailer for it, and I I don't know. I mean, I know it's not for me, obviously, but I'm just not a fan because I'm like, of course, like this is what I'm talking about. The double standards, like fat niggas always can do certain stuff, but never women. <laughs> Wait, whoa, that got real. <laughs> That's how I feel. All fat niggas gotta do is be funny. But I just don't feel like this is Patrick's family. Because wasn't his family different? Um... <laughs> no, but Iman, that wasn't his family. Remember him? <laughs> 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 On the episode. They were like, no. who are you? 
No, he was like, I forgot. I think Patrick said, who are you? That wasn't his family. That wasn't his oh. real family. Okay, cool. Because I was about to say, stay consistent for goodness sakes. Okay, but Also, cool. I so, feel like he can't stand on his own. No, he, he too dumb. He would be getting into all different types of things. But um, I was looking at, so, not sorry to cut you off, but on Amazon, it's available, like, um, SpongeBob is available, so I've been watching it since from season one, like when I'm about to go to sleep. And Patrick was not that dumb in the beginning. He yeah, was they like... They started to see what... They started to get the people what they wanted. They started making him, like, not... Like, he couldn't even... He was too dumb to function. Like... Yeah, he, he fucked up everything. So, like, he was, like, like regular dumb. Like, he, like, did, like, regular dumb stuff. And then he had, like, some points in the beginning. But then they was like... Nope, let's take all he started take it over. Like, duh. Like, he's yeah. done like that. Yeah. So, the show follows Patrick Starr living at home with his family, where he hosts his own show for the neighborhood from his television to, to turn bedroom. His little sister, Squid, Squidina, works behind the scenes to make sure Patrick's show is always running smoothly while his parents, Bunny and Cecil, and his grandpa, Grandpet, <laughs> <laughs> Each support Patrick in their own absurd ways. Um, definitely at least a somewhat original type of spin. I don't know. I, I I don't think it's like you said. It's probably not for us anyway. But I am concerned about. Okay, cool. So his little sister's a squid. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Is she adopted? Or is she? Adopted? I guess. I guess so. <laughs> like this is weird. <laughs> The thing is, yeah, it's definitely not for us. Okay, but Capri I think Summer going to be in the show. That's great to hear. That is. Oh, yeah, I see a picture of him. His his family is very different. Grandpa looks turb. I ain't going to lie to you. His grandpa looks... Uh, uh, Why do they always do that one tooth? <laughs> <laughs> the whole family got their teeth sticking out. That's yeah, funny. Yeah, they all got one tooth. Okay, well that's cute. Um, so if you guys want to check that out, <laughs> please do it. Um, let's get into my girl, um, Naomi Osaka, withdraws from the. Here we go. The here with the motorbike. Motorsport. So, put that thing in sport. They really put that thing in sport every time it's time to record. Like I haven't heard this all day. Um, but Naomi Osaka withdraws from the French Open after being fined 15k for not talking to media. Okay. So she took to Twitter and I'm just going to like read a little bit of what she says because she wrote a lot, but she says, Hey everyone, hope you're all doing well. I'm writing this to say, I'm not going to do any press during Roland Garros. I've often felt that people have no regard for athletes, mental health. And this rings very true. Whenever I see a press conference or partake in one, we've often sat there and X we're often sat there and X multiple questions that we've been asked multiple times before or ask questions that bring doubts in our mind. And I'm just not going to subject myself to people that doubt me. I've watched many clips of athletes breaking down after a loss in the press room. And I know you have as well. I believe the whole situation is kicking a person while they're down. And I don't understand the reason behind it. She went on to say that she's her not doing press is not personal because she has like all these relationships with some of the journalists and not all of them are bad. However, just that idea of like, if you don't do press, you get fined. It just furthers, um, fucks with people's mental health because it's just like saying they don't care. So she was just saying that she hopes all the money that she gets fined goes towards a mental health charity. 
Mm-hmm. Now, the uh, competitions hold stance, the U.S. Tennis Association, the French Tennis Federation, the, the, all, and the same people who have issues with Serena Williams, too, right? Hmm. Um, they are saying that it's part of her contract to do the media and that, you know, it's really, really important, even though they prioritize the athlete's mental health. And it's about fairness. And if all the other athletes have to do it, she has to as well. But here's my problem is with everything in our society. We always try to make over consume people. And I'm just like, why do we need to hear the same thing multiple times? Ask the same questions. Like, why can't we preserve people? It's because y'all are, everybody's trying to capitalize as much as they can off these humans. And it's not even about the sport anymore. Mhm. It's very true. I feel like like when I first um so I had read her apology first and I'm like what the heck happened? And when I was reading what she apologized for, I'm like, is it that serious? Really a press conference? Like, do you understand how people can get burnt out from that? And like, Serena Serena has been burnt out many times. Like I've seen her so- in interviews unnecessarily strict to do something like that. It's just like they want them to be like you said they want them to be like puppets um athletes the way they treat athletes is just terrible like they think that okay you're getting this much money so dance for us do this for us like you have you have no say so um your opinion your feelings none of that matters everything that she was saying was valid and i could definitely understand that because shoot working in retail i felt like that yeah, and I just feel like at the end of the day, yes, uh, athletes do get paid a lot, but because they are superhuman in the sense that they can do things that the rest of us can't do. So, like, they are whatever. You can argue with your mom about if they're overpaid, but the fact is that they're getting paid to be talented and I'm they're not getting overpaid. And hello, and they're not getting half as much as the people who own their team, the white people who own their teams and stuff are making. You can best believe that if they're paying the the athletes millions and they're getting billions okay so mm-hmm. it's just like uh no the whole thing is that um it's all franchise for people who fucking can't run to to benefit from that's what it is i just think that um they need to seriously rethink these rules because i'm sure she's not the only person that feels this way mm-hmm. and then pierce morgan uh such oh. a bitch uh he called what? her arrogant spoiled brat but i just white men be so hyped to jump on the black women and like he athletes he loves some he's obsessed nerve. he has some nerve because he is the most first of all where is he saying this at i thought he left his job i think he said it online he is so like he is just somebody that the thing that i want to say about him i can't say because they will remove our podcast from apple Podcasts. but just know the hate is real yeah it's it's just ridiculous that's just how i feel yeah, it's just he, he's just someone who I hate to give attention he, to, but it's just insane. like you you cannot deny the fact that he comes out of the woodworks. Anytime yes. there's an opportunity to criticize a woman, he's and such I'm like, you, a provocateur, you, he's such an incel. A, like a he's pork, a, a pork face, like I just such hate a, loser. a porker. I hate a porker who always has something to say. Like you're mad because you're sweaty. And that's so no mad. one's that's no one's fault. Exactly. He is just so... It's crazy because he came from... Why is he booked and busy? That's my thing. Like, right? I just feel like, why do they keep giving, like, porkers platforms to be mean to women, but they refuse to give women platforms to be nice to women? Like, I don't understand. Like, we... Black Girl Brunch could easily... 
um, get more attention, could can make more of an impact. And I'm just, I'm gonna be honest, like I am starting to get to a point where I get bitter when I watch certain people like getting opportunities. And I'm not just looking at the people getting opportunities. I'm looking at the people paying them. Cause I'm like, well, why, yeah, why right? do you continue? Like, I'm sure he's not on that Britain show no more, but I'm even thinking about like Joe Budden and stuff like that, because I'm like, he has deals. They've all had deals with like Spotify and people like that. And I'm like, okay, cool. But they, they, they have, they don't have no coins for people content creators that aren't messy and it's exactly. just like the people don't even want messy i'm sorry the people don't want messy the majority they are so messy they don't just like i always say this one of my biggest pet peeves is people who don't like literally just go to work and come back home without doing like you know anything crazy like i don't understand that like i don't understand that that is a, such a big pet peeve of mine when i was working full time i would literally come home the most the the most I would do was go get dinner by myself, like that's what. And if I had if I was a if if I was a freaking millionaire, like if this was all our income, like Black Girl Brunch, all I had to do was record this, you know, where I'm at, um, and then just log off. Are you kidding me? You wouldn't know what I was doing. I would be having so much fun. <laughs> I'm hollering. Not so much fun. (laughs) Like, I would be, like, watching, like, uh, like, Beetlejuice on, like, a big, that Samsung Curve TV or, like, something like that. Or, like, go driving somewhere. Like, I would just be doing stuff that's just not, just not messy. I would be doing such fun, fulfilling things. These people are just so, they, again, like that tweet said, think of the messiest bitch you know. It's a man, ain't it? <laughs> In this case, it's Pierce Morgan. Period. I'm sorry. That's one messy bitch right there. <laughs> that is a messy bitch. He and everybody business. Ariana Grande's, Meghan Markle, Prince Harry. Oh, so he got the game cornered. He just messy. Messy. I can't it. It's Joe Budden and Pierce Morgan, the messiest bitches on the block. <laughs> Anyway, Nasty. they're both a done bun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's get into uh, future. Okay, I didn't know future was forty two. <laughs> let's start there. I that don't know means why that's something. scary. That is so scary because that it makes, shows. That this. makes me so sad. Like niggas don't change. Like they just get more money and get more. Thinking the messiest bitch you know. <laughs> Again, thinking the messiest bitch you know. It's a man, ain't it? What the hell? His name is Nevadius Demon Wilburn. Yeah. He ain't have a chance. <laughs> I'm sorry. You just ain't had no shot at not being anything other than who he is. But what I will say is that um, Future is very consistent. Like, he's very consistent. One thing he's going to do is, um, poor, sorry. <laughs> One thing he's going to do is pour his energy into a woman who no longer gives a fuck about him. Because exactly, he but hurt. he, yeah, exactly. Because well, first of all, well, I know he got Lori Harvey, Lori Harvey, some flowers and stuff like that. But she probably just wanted to see what it was about. Like, first of all, he got all them kids. Like, yes, <laughs> he has a lot of money, but she's young. She's young. She wants to go where, whatever she please, and also pleases and also if she's like me 
I was telling um, Iman this, and I'm not sure if I said this on here. I it would be in the back of my mind, like we spend the time together. I'd be like, why this nigga ain't with his kids? Why he ain't with his kids? <laughs> Period. Exactly. Like, you, I want to see you, but every minute you with me, you not with the seven children you have, and you don't have any time for anything other than being a father in your career. If you ask me, exactly. So, so you might as well work it out with one of the seven bitches you already got knocked out because it's like at least you would be like dual have dual responsibility. Like you'll be with your kids and you'll be with your woman, like all together. Like seriously, she was way too young to be with someone so messy but um what happened was a uh, future he he really this so on may 20th uh there was a lyric that said um something city i'm the owner tell stevie steve harvey i don't want her one thing i've never seen was um was a bitch to leave that sounds stupid to me but the ver the <laughs> leaked version dropped on the 29th Nine days later, that says, tell, tell Steve Harvey I don't want her. Must forgot to tell her daddy she begged me not to leave. She didn't have a choice but to go fuck a lame after me. Now, listen, <laughs> you feel how you feel about um, Michael B. Jordan. But, baby, we're not going to pretend like that ain't Killmonger, okay? <laughs> we're not going to pretend like he doesn't have a fucking steady career. Like, he doesn't have yeah, like, like, a little bit not... more respect He's, he's not, not a lame. lame. He's like, he's not you a know, lame, bro. He not like, you know, my well, first of all, he wouldn't like me either. But <laughs> it's just like <laughs> let's be clear. <laughs> let's what, just put wait, that out. What'd you say? <laughs> I'm gonna say he not my type of whatever, but I just was looking at myself <laughs> and he probably would throw up. But my thing is he is very stable. He's good looking. He's good he's looking. Like, he's a heartthrob. He is a heartthrob. He's not everybody's again. type. Um, for the most part, you know what I mean. Like the thing is, future. There are some parties that you won't be invited to because you no longer date Sierra. Exactly. Right? And the thing and is, future Jordan's is, going to be there. And the thing is, future is handsome, but he make himself look like. Dookie like when he act like that. Yeah, like that is just so unattractive to act like that. It's very unattractive and it's obsessive. It's been so long. You got a new girlfriend. She with a new man. I just don't understand it. But here's my thing. And who leaked it? He who, probably I don't did. Know who, he leaked it because he wanted us to know he's messy. And my thing is like, why don't none of these like, I'm not promoting violence, but I just really miss the good old days where if you talked about a woman, her boyfriend <laughs> would jaw you. And this is the problem right. with a lot of the futures and the Tory the Tory, I'm about to say the Tory Hearts, the short man confused. Um, the, the what's that short man name with the blockhead that uh, like to shoot at women that's not in jail right now? Tory Lanez. Yes. Um, the problem <laughs> with the Tory Lanez because he's still talking. He said something recently. Somebody needs to upper a man needs to get into their face because they always like to target and attack women. Future, in my opinion, has beef with more women on the track than he's beef with men. And that's my thing. Like everybody wanna get respected as a man, but y'all all like to just come at women, women and beef at them. Women who aren't even worried about you anymore. All of his exes from who aren't birds have moved on to bigger and to better. And I think that that really does bother him because he wants so bad to hold people's future in his, you know, hands. And it's mm -hmm. not going to happen. My thing is, you're 42 now. <laughs> you're 42 now. Oh, no, why? Those locks are only going to get thinner. So just stop. 
So just I stop how you're acting and, and do what Jay Z did, okay? Do what he did. Like you can say he's going. I feel like he can't even be. But that's not. Well, I just don't understand though. Like why can't you just like get it together? Wait, Wikipedia Talk said you, you're thirty-seven. Oh, sorry, my bad. Who forty-two then? Forty-two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't care. Thirty-seven is too old too. <laughs> it is. You I'm said, sorry. Like I don't feel any different now. I'm hearing that he's thirty-seven. You said who forty-seven? Yeah, it says uh, through okay. The the rapper forty two Doug. Okay, so a rapper's name is forty two Doug. I think. Do you know who that is? Hell no. I thought they said the rapper forty two. Oh, he has six children. That's nasty. <laughs> That is nasty. I remember this guy going lie to me. He gonna try to um, it say other names. Meathead, yeah. <laughs> who said who name is Meathead? That's what it say. Other names for future Meathead. They not future wrong. Hendrick, Caesar Lee Pluto. But um, okay. that remind me him having six kids remind me of one time this boy was talking to me and he was like. He was like, um, I'm like, how many kids you got? He like six. And I'm like, what the hell? He likes like, I'm just playing four. I'm like, well, then you might no. six. <laughs> Don't say like you it's better. You might as well have been honest. <laughs> you might as well have been honest. Same he tried reaction. to do that. He tried to like uh, fuck you up by going high and going low. It's like, baby, that only uh, <laughs> that don't help when it comes to children. Because all you got to do and sleep with one person with twins that run the family in the six that easy <laughs> yeah bro i'm just uh i'm and let's just say it was half the amount you had for it still would have been a no definitely a no like not for somebody not, like I, me who got zero Come i have on. no children i have a dog <laughs> i have a dog and a macbook no <laughs> no um, way and and honestly that's all you need but Shouts to Lori Harvey for remaining silent, minding her business, staying beautiful. Baby girl is only 23. And it's it's just, it's so much more to life than fuck boys. And you learn it. You mm. learn it real fast. Take it from me. <laughs> um, Let's get into Mary J. Blige. I didn't know, but she actually has a documentary coming out that is going to... um. That's going to be like pretty much going through where she was at when she uh for the My Life album. So the the documentary is gonna be called My Life. And it's I believe uh executive produced, yep, by um Mary J. Blige and Diddy and Vanessa Roth. Uh and it kind of goes through the album that propelled her career. And everybody who know Mary J. Blige say they like when Mary is hurt which is terrible problematic um but it's because that album gave us so much just like we felt that like i know i was a kid but when i heard i'm going down i felt like i was going down <laughs> like i felt like i was going the fuck down when you ain't right. around okay okay my whole world is upside down okay she really and also a legendary apollo song you already knew if a, a if a girl was coming on stage in apollo what she was gonna sing and it was gonna be i'm going down it's just the rules like i don't exactly. I, you know 
Exactly. So, so yeah, Mary J. Blige, like we all know like she's been through a lot. But um, this is going to really, really uh, walk through of how she went from like living in the housing projects to international stardom. Um, and it's also going to celebrate the 25th anniversary of the work. And she's going to perform the album live for the very first time. So I am so excited. She dropped the trailer. It's going to be on Amazon Prime on June 25th. And she just talked about how she was so fucking depressed and sad. And empty when this work comes out, when when she was creating this work. So, you know, the the way we felt is how she felt. So I'm just like really, really inspired by the fact that somebody like I don't know when I'm sad, I'm not productive <laughs> at all. So, Shit. <laughs> it is just really amazing to see that when she was so down. She channeled that energy to create one of the mm-hmm. greatest R and B albums. I'm sorry of all time. Yep. Exactly. That's what I, exactly what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to, like, because I just want to get rid of bad habits. And I'm like, you know, some days, it's, you know, it's not going to get all that, you know, good talk to yourself. Sometimes it's not going to work. But with it the just days, don't be enough. It don't be enough. But the days that you do, you just, when you fight, you feel like you came up on top. You know what I'm saying? Seriously. Seriously, um, and I'm just, I just, I'm really proud of Mary J. Blige and how far she's come in her career. Me like, too. She, and she's still like, I'm still here. Like, she's really still here. She's still relevant. Very relevant. Um, and also like, just, just talk about like respectability. Like, she was somebody who, you know, again, housing. Pro- they, the Grammys, the Oscars. At Broadway, everybody called Mary J. Blige. Everybody calls her. Everybody understands. And I feel like there's there are a lot of people who are amazing, who haven't got their flowers. But I think Mary J. Blige is one of those people who gets her flowers. Like, And she deserves it. She deserves it. I'm just happy to see this Black woman understanding that she's a legend. But also like just riding on that legend. She's also about to drop a new wine. Or I think she, she's dropped it. The bottle alone is going to have me buy this wine. I've doubled, I'm trying to see if it's vegan or not. I think it is, but do not quote me. I'm still looking to figure out if this wine is vegan. Yeah, she was searching hard, y'all. <laughs> I was going to frequently ask questions like, y'all, is this vegan? She was no going answer. to work, okay? I want this Mary J. Blige wine. I thought you was about to call the people. And I'm still going to call the people if I don't get an answer <laughs> within the next 48 hours. Like, I need to know because um, I just... I feel like she's somebody I rush to support. You don't understand how many times I listen to just fine while waiting for the bus stop, while waiting at the bus stop on my way home. I wasn't like I was in tenth grade listening to Just Fine and Heard Again by Mary J. Blige on repeat because I just felt like even though I was a kid, I had my feelings hurt a lot by the time I got to the tenth grade. And when Mary J. Blige said, "I've been there and I've done that and I promise never to get hurt again," she was spitting. And you know what? I did get hurt multiple times and I'm still getting hurt. <laughs> but the whole point is that she was saying something I related to, Period. you know? Period. So yeah, that's it. Shouts to Mary. I just got into my stand bag and uh, why would I not? Let's think about it. Mm-hmm. We are doing so phenomenal on time today. Like I just have to mention that guys, it's been one of our goals to tighten up with time because you know, new year's, new goals. Our birthday is coming up soon, fourth anniversary. Yep. So we just, you know, gotta tighten up. That's all it Sexy is. Can that's I... all it is. That's all it is. All right. Oh, yeah, I said that's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> so let's move on to 
the sunken place. Dun dun dun. So shouts to a friend of the show, Ryan. Um, Ryan shared a post by somebody on Instagram named Laura Birth Lima. Now you guys know I'm real. It's real hard for me to read these names when they like all one, but that's what I'm getting. That's Wait, it's on Black Girl. Is it a Black Girl Brunch? No, nope, um, it's on his. It's in his story. I'm saying, where did Ryan share it? On his story. Oh, uh, oh, yep. oh! I'm sorry. I'm thinking of. Right. Okay. Our Ryan. Um, yes. Our friend okay. Ryan. Our yes. actual friend, but also friend of the show, Ryan. So the post says, fuck rainbow capitalism to companies and businesses putting out all the rainbow gear for gay and performative allies to buy during Pride Month. How much of the coin for your inclusive product or service actually goes to queer and trans people slash community? How many of your staff especially management, are LGBTQ+. And not just the LGB. How many are queer people of color? How many are queer disabled folks? How have you ensured you created an equitable and safe working environment for queer and trans folks? Have you continued cultural competency training and incorporated queer liberation in any shape or form in your strategic planning to to do your part towards undoing institutionalized oppression towards queer trans folks, especially those of color? We'd love to see all that before you start profiting off of queer pain and triumph. And I just wanted to echo that. That is so true. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like every June for the past five, six years, all a company think they got to do is change their logo to like mm-hmm. a rainbow on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Um, all they got to do is like yep, start. Yep, I saw it this morning when I was on LinkedIn. Oh, yeah. I woke up. I'm like, what is going on? Yep, that's all they do for the month of like um June. And they think oh, and like you know, they'll sell like a rainbow tank top, like rainbow sneakers and stuff like that. And of course, again, a lot of allies flock to it because they th- they like think that it's cool. One, um two, because they probably think they're doing the right thing by being like, "Oh yeah, this is what I support. Let me give my money so that I can represent and let people know I'm a safe space." But we have to be responsible with our dollars. Like, you mm-hmm. have to question like, "Okay, cool. I'm 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 taking this um I'm buying this because we walked by Target, we saw a whole section. But like, mm-hmm. who's benefiting from exactly. this? Exactly. So, if you want to do something, uh, go straight to the source. Like, look up um like charities where um trans women are like looking for housing or looking for help for jobs, like clothes and stuff. Go to like um like uh centers like for LGBTQ um plus youth and like you know give them clothes and like you know money and things like that even like excuse me looking on things like Instagram or even like Twitter um go exactly to the source because that's exactly what we did when we had all the money that was donated donated yep. to us individuals we went to we there was a list of um trans individuals who were in need of money um and we individually like sent them the money so do things like that because it's um i know from experience it's more impactful it's definitely way more impactful and you know it's you know exactly who it's going for it's no third parties and stuff like that because you gotta think about sometimes you buy some stuff some companies get tax breaks from it a portion of the proceeds yeah a portion of proceeds sometimes that's like 10 percent, which is not a lot that's literally taxes um 
And I learned that from <laughs> when I was uh when I was younger in high school and I was doing um I was like obsessed with trying to help find a cure for breast cancer. Mm-hmm. That was in high school. Yep. I was obsessed with she it. She really was. I was like so obsessed with it. Um and I um had um I did the breast cancer walk and it was raining. So instead of I think it was supposed to be like 90 miles instead of yeah. that I forgot it was it was like 30 miles I did um because it was raining but um I had got money from people oh yeah that, we did the bake sale yeah we did a bake sale in high school and I had thought that I was helping by buying like merchandise from there mm-hmm. um and when I got older I realized that not even me buying merchandise and also me like I thought I was helping by doing you know the Susan G Coleman walk I wasn't helping as much as I thought I was you know yeah you were a kid you really were a I kid was, like, I really 15, was a kid. I was 15 like 15, 16 years old I was like 15 16 years old but as I got older and started realize like getting more into like philanthropy and like learning about charities and stuff like that I realized that like to you know really um make an impact you have to go to the source yeah you have to go to the source and i'm telling you if you really want to help if you just look in your own life you don't gotta go on the internet and find anybody (laughs) there's probably somebody lgbtq um plus somebody in the community a person of color in your life that you could help (laughs) yeah exactly right like there's literally somebody in your life you could help (laughs) Um, if you want, you know, if you just feel it compelled, because that's what these awareness moms are for. Like you mm-hmm. should be showing love and respecting people and dismantling systems all year round. But realistically speaking, the reason why we have awareness moms is because we all do have our attention on 20,000 issues at once. And the whole point of awareness is, is so we all zero in. It's a perfect opportunity to educate, a perfect opportunity for people to hear something that they may not hear every day. But you have to watch out for for individuals who are going to exploit that because we live in a capitalist society mm-hmm. and it's just like come on like you have to think about it now sometimes i'm like i'm just not gonna say nothing to the younger kids because they're gonna get excited about rainbow things and wear but like come on for the grown folks think about where you're putting your money especially mm-hmm. allies like if you're on the outside i'm talking to myself like people like me like don't don't just be given to any and everything yep you have to go to the source, like you have to do a little bit of research, um, and you don't. It don't even have to be that extensive, because it'd be right there. People, you know, asking for help. Yeah, um, go on Twitter. Chari- yeah, exactly, and like the charities and stuff like that. I know that um, Rihanna had. I mean, it wasn't the best um, her lingerie and stuff, but you saw the charities that the stuff was donated to. Um, and what stuck out for me from that was the fact that it was um it was some stuff to donate to trans a trans um charity that I had never heard of. Um that's another thing sometimes people forget um with this rainbow capitalism stuff is they forget about um you know the trans community. Um for when it sure. comes to, uh pride. They just focus on like you know um, the rainbow, like, you know, um, when, and when they focus on that, they really have in mind, like, um, not even lesbians, like just like gay cis males. Mm-hmm. Um, so, White. 
Yep, white yep. Uh, gay cis males, they have that in mind when they're um, like, oh, the rainbow, and like they give to like the Trevor Project um, and things like that. Um, so that's another problem too, um, is that it's very um, one-sided and it's not like the bigger picture. Um, they're like, oh, like my job is done. We donated to Trevor Project. We um, put this rainbow up and stuff like that. And it's like, no, it's not. Your job is not done. Absolutely. So um, with that being said, happy pride. Like happy exactly. pride. Um, gang, gang up in this thing. Take the mom to just, you know, really, really relish and learn and and just connect with people. Do all those things. And to like, my seriously. gang, act a fool. Act a fucking fool. Like, act seriously. donkey. Her. Because last year, you know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't act a fool this year, period. And that's on her. Exactly. So, let's get into common senses. All right? Let's get into it. Let's get into it. All right. So um, there was this article in The Atlantic. It's called America Offline. Okay. And we just want to give a shout out to our girlfriend, friend of the show, Safi Halan Farah. Please. What up, Shorty? Please listen, girl. If I butchered your name, literally DM me. Like, because we voice message all the time. But like, it's just hard when we, you just talk to somebody online so much, you don't actually say their names. And next thing you know, you're on your podcast saying their name. But the reason why we're mentioning her is because she was quoted in this article for saying that um, post-pandemic future um, will prioritize things like earnestness, communism, and being extremely offline. Okay. And another writer named Luke winky forecast a 10-week period of everyone abandoning the internet adding that offline is going to hit like a drug all right um and (laughs) another writer uh patrick redford said the idea of further screen only interaction with my friends and loved one after a year over stuff with them makes me want to toss my phone into the pacific ocean (laughs) <laughs> and for me, I w- I feel the same way. Like I definitely want to toss my phone. I'm I'm at my wits end. It makes me happy to hear that like um so many people are kind of in the same space as me because honestly, I've hated the internet probably even more. I've hated like social media and just con- the constant interaction. I don't think it's normal. I've hated it for a while, but I've kind of understood that it's just how we communicate as society. And mm-hmm. it's really convenient being as though most of us are so busy. But mm-hmm. then this pandemic happened and it became the only way to connect. One thing I hate, the phone is the only way to do everything. And now the life is opening back up and I'm just realizing the importance of being present. I just don't, I want to see people. I don't want to talk to you on the phone. Exactly. Are you feeling are you feeling the same way? Are you getting to a point where you're like at your wits end or is it just me? I feel like I'm at like actually having this conversation. I feel like I after this I kinda want to deactivate my Twitter for a little bit. Um and it's cool because I can deactivate but I can still update the Black Girl Brunch one. Um, because I feel like I'm too, what's the word, um, accessible. And that's like a such a fear of mine. Like I don't want to be too accessible. Also Sometimes it upsets me um, when people think that they don't have to, like, check in on Mm -hmm. you or, like, speak to you because they're like, oh, I seen you on social media. You're fine. 
Yeah. Um, but one thing about me is that I don't like putting things that I'm going through or like stuff that's happening and stuff. I don't like to put that like on my main page mm-hmm. because I like to keep it as a, it's so much going around the world. And I know I don't owe anybody anything, but for me, it makes me feel good to be a source of like joy or something like that. Or like I'm not basking in like misery or something like that. Like that makes me happy that I'm the person that people are like, oh, you always have like something nice to say, blah, blah, blah. Like I like doing it. Um, but I do agree with you. I feel like it is so, um, it's so crazy to the fact that like everybody is just like, we're just in our phones. And I feel like it has taken away like, um, people trying to put in effort in like friendships and stuff like that. Um, Hanging out, hanging out with people, like people are just not like, oh, like uh, this and her, you know, because I'll see them like, you know, on the internet or something like that. I love the fact that um, she listens to the show. My other bestie, um, Samara, she lives in California. Shout out to Samara. I love you so much. She lives in California. And it's funny because we actually we have been friends for, oh, my gosh. Like maybe going on six years now, mm-hmm. um, and we met on social media. Mm-hmm. That's why it's funny because now she does not use social media like at all. Like she is um somebody that is just like, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I forgot the word. Happy. But- <laughs> she's happy. She's, she happy. she's a very happy person. Go on social media. She doesn't talk to men. Like she's just like my hero. Uh, exactly. And like she and we always say good morning to each other. We always say good morning. And that means so much to me. We always say good morning. She always sends me like her breakfast or like her dinner, her lunch. Um, but she's not on social media and like we talk so much. Like besides Iman, she's a person that I talk to the most. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like I know, like, I love hearing it from her, like, exactly what's going on. Um, I just love that. Um, and again, like I said, like, the good morning thing, like, it means so much to me. Like, we're literally on t- two different time zones. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we still, um, and that's no shade to my other friends that don't um, live on the time zones because we talk too. Yeah. I'm just saying because she's not on social media at all. Um, and I feel like for me, like I have me personally being somebody that is the only child and like, you know, living with my parents, like I don't not, I, for me to be around people like my age or like they have something to come with me, it always was the internet. So when I was younger, like I have been on the internet for maybe like over like <laughs> since I think I maybe, maybe since I was like 12 or something, maybe, um, but yeah, cause before that I was like scared of it, um, the internet and I only use it to like type papers. So mm-hmm. I think I, when I got into like MySpace and stuff like that, I might've been like 12 or like 13, but, um, but yeah, so like I have been like every social media site that's been like popping or whatever I have always been on. That's how like I got like a lot of my friends and stuff like that. So like for me, like I said, as somebody being my only child and how, like, for me, um, friends are, like, very much family for me because mm-hmm. I am the only child. So I feel like that, um, for me, that's why I'm, like, you know, always on social media because, like, also, like, if, you know, 
Iman is talking is not available or whatever I'm like oh I can talk to this person or whatever like that and also like you know being like ADD like whatever and I don't mean that in a quirky way like for real it's just like something yeah, same. It's, just, it's just something like to do but um I was telling Iman I don't know if I said it on here I have been doing like crossword puzzles um and that has been taking up a lot of my time and I feel like it's very stimulating um because I'm finding out like new words and like you get the definitions with the words and stuff like that so um I've been doing that and also like um just trying to figure out how to do stuff like watching people on YouTube like YouTube I would say is like the only social media that I really don't have a problem with because I don't use it to socialize I just is I'm just a viewer and I really enjoy that because I don't have to interact yeah. nobody knows me on there. it's one-sided it's, it's, very, one, one it's very one-sided, one-sided. and, I, and I you like pick it. you pick what you want to watch I feel like some but the problem with so many social media is it's like it's very um aggressive when thoughts I didn't ask come up and are in my head that I feel like I don't like exactly um, and, and I that feel happens like, a lot on Twitter exactly and I feel like like for instance like to me even today like I took something personal that was sweet um but um I feel like people feel like they like know you or like have a gauge of like Oh, because you did this and the third. First of all, I'm somebody that's forever changing. And, like, I ha- am blessed enough to have a best friend like Ima who is, like, simulating. And we have conversations. And I might have one opinion and we have a conversation. And then my opinion changes um, just like that, like, within the same day. Um, so <clears throat> that's the kind of thing that's, like, kind of overwhelming for me. And also I get, like, nervous, like, if, like, People think like, oh, I'm annoying or like that might ruin my chances of maybe get a date or something like that. Um, But um, I feel like it is nice to because like when I was in um, the psych ward, they took my phone and I wasn't like tweaking like that. I was just like, that's why for me, I have to deactivate stuff because once I do that, I'm not going to get back on it. Like, as soon as I'm like, okay, it's like in my mind, I'm like, okay, it's gone. So it's out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I feel you with the, the, like everything you've said, especially about like kind of being on the internet so young, but I can honestly say like, I have always been someone who would prefer to be face to face. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people know me as someone who doesn't respond to things. Um, And I promise it's not because I don't want to or because like I feel like what people are saying is not important. I just can't take it. Because if you think about like being, um, you have a full-time job, you have your family, you have your day-to-day, and then you have the phone. And I'm like, why would the, what's not real be my priority? You know, the internet and thoughts and just stuff like that. There, I have my moments where, like, I waste, you know, I go down, like, uh, what's the word? Rabbit hole? Yes, I go down a rabbit hole and I just, you know, tweet, tweet, tweet now, stop because it's fun. And, like, I'm talking to my friends. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, if you have to work and you have other things that you have to do, like, social, being on social media is not going to help you get there. I feel like sometimes the problem I have with social media is that, it helps you to romanticize what you want, but it don't help you get what you want. Mm-hmm. So on social media, you'll see all these relationship goals, quote unquote, and people getting broken bags and girls working out and 
people telling jokes and people doing their hair, you see so much to the point where you feel like by watching other people be productive, you're being productive. But in actuality, you've been sitting in one spot doing mental gymnastics and that's it. Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm just like, that's not going to get me to where I want to be. Like, it's not. So exactly, like- I have to take a step back. Because, and again, after this, like, I'm sorry, y'all. I think I'm going to have to take a step back. Um, but you don't but have to deactivate, though. You could just log out. I That's have, what I do. I have, but I, I'm so bad. Um, but also, people will keep on sending me stuff. Okay, so maybe you could just put, like, a tweet. Like, I don't, I don't want to deactivate it because I still do want people to see, like, what I've said and have to say because I will get into it, but there are some benefits to social media. You know what I mean? There so, is. So, and it's like, especially when you have something that you're trying to grow. Like, the podcast is something that we built. I think the reason why I like doing it so much is because we get to talk to people that listen and hear instant, like that instant gratification of like, Hey, do more of this, do more of that. Like, so again, that's why we're going to keep, we're going to be more active on the black or brunch Instagram and Twitter because we're just getting out of it personally. But, um, yeah, there are benefits to us connecting with people as individuals on Twitter and Instagram. So I'm like, if people want to continue to see what I've said, especially new listeners, like I'll keep things up there just in case you care. And if you don't, there's that as well. Um, but I just don't (laughs) want to delete it and react it. I just want to go through all that. So I just don't, I mean, I don't get any notifications now that I've logged out. Like I don't get any notifications. Actually, I deleted the app. And um, that that might be the reason why too. Yeah, that's true. That... Yeah, I deleted the app, so maybe it help might help to just get on via web, Twitter for that's, web. That's what I was. I was using the the web, like on the actual computer though. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh! If I had to use it on my computer, I'm not gonna use it. Yeah. Okay, that's true because the computer's not as accessible. But um, yeah, it it gets to that point. Like for me, Twitter is just very invasive because it's not just. If I could design my Twitter in the same way that I design my Instagram, where I only see things that I like to see, then I think things would be better. Like for Instagram, I've been very intentional about what I want to see. I want to see black women in luxury. I want to see fitness, motivation. I want to see vegan recipes. Of course, I want to see the babies in my family. My friends mm-hmm. looking beautiful. I want to see black women. I want to see 4C hair. I want to see black women being loved on. Um, I want to see black men being loved on. I want to see my favorite celebrities and their babies. And I want to see Kavia. Like, I want to see Kavia and Tia and Tamara, like Beyonce. That's it. I don't follow. Like, I think I do follow Gossip in the City because Gossip in the City actually <laughs> covers the, the gossip that no one else covers. Like, it's not like the shade room, like thoughts on something that's just meant to be messy. Like, it's literally like, okay, cool. Like, these basketball wives are arguing on live. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I follow like meme pages too. I can't but, like, take. Yeah, but I mean, honestly, I don't mind gossip in the city, but I don't follow a lot of gossip um, pages. I'm not into like the messiness. I don't follow women with bodies who don't look like mine. I'm not about to be following all these thin or surged up women. And then they have me looking at myself funny. I Social media changed when I started following uh, tall and thick women um, who look like me. I follow like a lot of stallions. Um, I follow a lot of girls with 4C hair. Um, I follow people who look like everyday women because now I, I feel I feel grounded. I feel grounded um, because the expectations are becoming unrealistic. 
Exactly. Like, I be ha- like, anybody knows me knows I freaking love TikTok. And, like, I be, like, laughing and stuff on there. But it's, the way it's set up is, like, called, so when you first get on there, it's called FYP. So that's for you page. So that's, like, all TikToks that, that the algorithm believes that you would like. And so I'll be finding ones that's, like, informative ones. Like, people telling, like, hacks, um, like, hustler hacks. Like, how to, like, make money in a pinch. Um how to do hair and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, okay. And like really funny ones and stuff. Then out of nowhere, it's like BBL check. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. You just had to crash my party. And then it's like, and then, but the good, excuse me, the good thing is I believe that you can like filter that out. But again, I'm old on TikTok. So <laughs> I got to figure it out. If any Gen Z listen, know how I can do that. Please let me know. Um, because they really be messing up my groove. Um, and because like when I see stuff like that, I feel like people are just so excited to change, put a tick, make a TikTok about it. Like they're so excited to be like, yes, like I did this or whatever. And also like, it's just be- becoming too much it's becoming too much um and i'm just thinking about like the young girls who um like not to sound like a boomer whatever but like when i was young i'm trying to think of like something i wanted to save up for like i wanted to um oh i really wanted this um i really wanted those uh creepers the t-u-k creepers um they're like this punk shoe they're like every emo band and like punk band i love they had those shoes so i really wanted those that is something that i would save my money up for as a kid i feel like now if you're a teen girl or you teen femme the thing you probably want to save your money up for is probably like you think about bbl yeah and i'm like i'm just thinking it's just too much because like when we were kids um all that stuff was like on magazines and like so it was like i feel like it was well i i wouldn't say easier to ignore because i had magazines when i was like i was subscribed to l girl teen vogue and stuff like that and i watched top model um but i feel like my friends like when i went to school and stuff like that like they weren't like really talking about that stuff like they weren't really talking about as much like um oh I want to be like the skinniest like whatever like that like they weren't like in my school that wasn't like the hot topic like body image um it was more so like outside like when I went to my like neighborhood that's when like people would like try to make fun of me like for my body and stuff Mm -hmm. like that but like in school we like talked about like kid stuff um and I just feel like it's just too much because like for instance if I missed um uh, I I could miss the most triggering episode of the top model um because like it it wasn't things weren't I'm trying to say things weren't as as accessible then um and I feel like it's so accessible now like for instance if you see a tiktok of somebody with like the quote-unquote perfect hourglass shape you can keep on watching it over and over again you can save it you can um you can save it you can favorite it you can just look at it over over again you can read the comments and stuff like that over and over and over and over again so it's like beat into your head like i didn't even like for instance not saying that is 
any like uh, not saying like oh my trauma is better but like for instance like with the top model thing as y'all know that I was rewatching it and I had to take a break because it was just too much as a kid it wasn't really that beat into my head it was once a like. week it um, was once a week yep and sometimes I would forget but also my thing is I had wanted to be a model like in general Mm-hmm. Like that was my thing that I, cause I loved fashion and that's something that like I found out about because I know my mom was in fashion and stuff like that. And say per se, like somebody else, um, I'm trying to say like that might, it was very accessible to me, like fashion right. and stuff like that because my mom was into it to say like somebody else, it might not has been as accessible to them. Um, because it wasn't like a hot topic in our household or didn't have a TV and stuff like that. Um, It's just, and I know people are like, oh, every generation like has their thing, like whatever. But I feel like with the internet, it's just so much. It's times 30, if you ask me. It's It's very, it's very loud. It's very intense. And I just feel like um, I have to remember that I do have a choice. And I don't have to, like, you do feel like you don't have a choice. Like, you have to be on the internet. Otherwise, you're missing, you're missing, you're missing. But the thing is, you don't miss if you pick up the phone and you call somebody or text them and say, hey, like, let's meet up at this place. Like, let's let's go here. Let's go there. Um, <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> like, you don't have to miss out. But, yeah, but it, it it's to the point where if it's affecting how I feel like I will be my, like my value will be in a relationship and stuff like that because you know ass is just so out there um every every day and I'm not somebody who is super like modest I think anybody who listens to this show or has followed me on social media or knows me in person knows like I'm no mother Teresa <laughs> like I'm not when it comes mm-hmm. to like my outfits and stuff like that and nudity doesn't bother me but it does become this point where what like what's I don't want to say what's real is being uh pushed out because like who am I to define what's real and like I really really just hope that like when women who have had surgeries and like hear this they don't think I'm attacking them but I do think that it's like we've gotten to a point where it's like if you are naturally thin it's wrong people gonna talk about your body if you got stretch marks it's wrong people gonna talk about your body if you have like um titties that don't sit up perfectly it's wrong and it used to be a time where people understood that what a a, a quote-unquote average body looked like yeah because like but how are y'all comparing average bodies to bodies that have been surgically altered it's nothing wrong with surgically altered bodies but it's like the fact that everyone thinks that that's what's average is what's driving everyone to go get it and what's making people feel bad about themselves so i'm like listen i got better sense than this so what i'm going to do and stay real and I'm only going to I'm preserving myself for somebody who uh, for a, a man a person who understands what real looks like and is willing to accept me for that yeah cause like, like I'm not I'm not playing this game I have never when I tell y'all never looked at my butt and was like ooh, like or whatever I just always was like I've always had like a nice butt so I even like I it's like one of those things where I don't really have to work it out because it's just always going to be like that. Um, even though I do still work it out because, you know, you can't take stuff for granted. But anyway, I recently was looking at my butt and I was like, it's not perfectly round. It's like mm-hmm. some like indent. And I'm like, oh, my hips. Because like from the front, I'm very straight. Like I don't have like. 
I think when I was on birth control and it had like hormones in it, like my hips came out a little more, but I'm not. So now my hips are like from the front. I'm like very straight. Um, and I was like looking at myself. I was like, oh no, like I want my hips to go out like a little bit more. And I want my butt to be like a bit more rounder. And I'm like, why am I thinking like this? I have never, ever, I have been through so many bo different bodies and I have never thought that. So I'm like, why am I thinking it now? And it's because I'm looking at people who, like Iman said, who have had surgeries and they're saying that, and just going to the gym and posing for a picture. Mm -hmm. and, they're going to the gym and they're posing. And I'm like looking at that and then I'm looking at myself and I'm like, oh, this isn't right. Like my butt isn't high enough. It's not round enough. So like I'm like, where did this come from? I've never thought like that. So I'm like now, but I can pinpoint it and I'm like, it's whatever. Like you won't get what you which is what I got. And that's period. <laughs> like Yes. And like I've really been a person who has been who has understood the importance of the of of celebrating my own beauty because like maybe the world won't, right? Because like I guess I'm super tall and I'm not I think I'm really cute and people tell me I'm cute all the time, but conventionally, like I don't fit the mold a lot of times. So I grew up listening to video by India Ivory. I knew what it was for a long time. I knew, I know what features um, are celebrated. I know how to get male attention, but like, like Janelle Monet said, like I'm not on earth for male consumption. I'm not on earth for consumption, period. But sometimes um, the internet makes me feel like my worth is 100% correlated to um, how people consume me and if I'm consumable. Um, and I was actually reading Issa Rae's um, or listening to Issa Rae's autobiography or, you know, the, the diary of an awkward black girl. And she talked about how growing up, she had the question if other girls like her even existed because they were never seen on social media. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, on media. And that's how powerful media is. And it's been that way. It's not just social media, like television, um, magazines. It, the medium may change, but the impact stays the same. Mm -hmm. And it's so important in life for people to show up as themselves because the moment you show up as yourself, you give up, you, you all of a sudden make so many people become visible. And that's what Issa Rae has done for me. Mm -hmm. Like, wow, just to see this everyday average girl next door with natural hair and normal clothes, wearing sneakers who doesn't have money just show up on television. It's like, okay, cool. We've existed for a long time, but now it's like we, we, we finally, finally have like a voice. So, and when it comes when the internet makes you feel like you need to be somebody else, just remember that it's somebody dependent on you to be you. Like mm -hmm. it's someone out here who is in desperate need of, of whoever you are, no matter what your body type is like, no matter what, there's somebody dependent on you for representation. We're all tired of it. We're all tired of it, but we're all victims of it. And that's when you got to log out. You have to just be like, I can't do this for my mental health, blah, blah, blah. And it's also great when you can take some friends that you connect with on social media. And if y'all really cool like that, get their phone number and, you know, maybe text them. And like you said, it becomes that thing with like you and Tamara, where you're actually saying, Hey, good morning. How are you? Because there are a lot of people who think they know you because of social media. Mm -hmm. Like, and I'm definitely not one to, to try to use my social media to decide what's going on with me because I'm a master. I could be going through hell, but social media is not going to know it because I'm very intentional. 
I could Damn. be working on something huge. I could be working on a huge product project, but it's bad juju for me to share what I'm working on until it's actually completed. So you're not going to find out what's going on with me. I have had so many ups and downs over the past few months, which I'm sure a lot of people have, but the only people who know are the people I actually sit down and have a conversation with. So get their numbers and I'm encouraging everybody to just, just disconnect. Shit, give it 24, 48 hours. Mm-hmm. See how it feels. Sure. But yeah, guys, um, that's it. We just are disconnecting, but we'll be back. Of course, you know, we'll be on the Black Girl Brunch Twitter. And, you know, when our souls are back together, we're just less tired. We'll be back on, you know, Twitter. I'm always on Instagram because, again, it doesn't burn me out as much because I've tailored my story and the algorithm has followed suit. Um, Like when I go on my little explore page, all it shows me is girls with 4C hair, nails, babies. I'm like, exactly. This is what I want to see. Same. Exactly. You got it. Thank you. Um, So very happy about that. Um, yeah, guys, unplug, unplug, and let us know once you plug in again, how you felt. <laughs> so let's get into gratitude. Yes. I want to, I'm thankful for vegan Caesar salads. And you, you recently, um, put me on, like, I don't know when you came over, you had that Caesar dressing and it was so good. I've had like six Caesar salads since the last time <laughs> we seen each other. Damn. When I tell y'all, <laughs> vegan Caesar salad is my favorite thing ever. Please believe me. It's so good. And then I went to this place called um, Front Street Cafe in Philly, y'all. And they had croutons Ugh. that were so crunchy on the outside and soft in the inside i have never i have never had a crouton that even have I. before in my life and it was hands it was definitely one of the best things i tasted this year a fucking crouton yes yeah a crouton so yes it's, it's hard to find a good one it's hard to find a good crouton i'm not that i discriminate any type of i just sometimes want my caesar salad to be dressed in vegan parmesan and croutons that's all I wanted to be sometimes. That's, honestly, like that's that's why I like if it's not a vegan Caesar salad, like I like to make my own salads, mm. like at home. Me too. Because I feel like people, I'm like y'all don't get me, you know. Um, and <sighs> even though today I walked into Sweet Green to get ice, and when I tell y'all that it smelled heavenly, mm. but I just was like, that's the trick. But I like, I love vegan Caesar salads, like, so much. It's my favorite. It's my favorite. So I just had an idea. Um, and you guys, can, I, I, this is how many ideas I have. I'm going to give y'all this one for free. A, a vegan chicken Caesar salad sandwich, okay? Oh, with the, hell yeah. <laughs> Okay, with the bread being a crouton, okay? And then putting all the ingredients, like an open face situation so yeah i'll be creating that um and i guess i'll share it on social media but now i'm just that's all i'm thinking about because that's a perfect way to have bread with every bite of the salad it is yeah yeah all right well that's it for black girl brunch this week um thank you guys so much for listening make sure you follow Yes, thank you so much. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Black Girl Brunch. Follow us on Twitter at BLK Girl Brunch. You can follow me on Instagram at Imam Mate. And again, I'm not active on Twitter right now, but I'll be back. And you can find me at It's Mate on Twitter and Sabria. You can find me at 
It's Frankenfem on Instagram and Frankenfem underscore on Twitter, y'all. And I'm gonna, I'm just gonna be more active on Black Reference Twitter. Yes, absolutely. So hit me on um, Instagram if you guys want to talk. I love to talk uh, on Instagram when I'm on, and we are sending you guys so much love. And don't forget to email us. Well, duh, yes. Don't forget to email us at blackerbrunch at gmail.com. Last episode, we answered the question. We love it. We love it when you guys um, hit us up. And if you hit us up and want you to say anything, please resend it. Because sometimes we just be the dumb dumbs. You know? The dumb dumb. The sun dumb. All right. Bye.